Jeff Power, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by the godfather of fantasy sports, Charlie Weir. Charlie also is a contributing writer on our site, and we're thrilled to have him get you ready for week nine of the fantasy football season. Before I get to that interview with Charlie, though, I did want to tell you that we are running another super shootout contest here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports this week. This is, this is a contest that's limited to 500 teams, and it has a 100% payback. It costs just $10 to get in. There's live scoring, a great live scoring page to keep track of as you watch the games this week. And the top prize is $1,000 for the winner of this contest. Again, it's 100% payback, just $10 to get in. Go to rtsports.com, pick one simple lineup from three Sunday games, and click on the football link at the top of the page and sign up for the Super Shootout Contest at rtsports.com. And now, here's my interview with Charlie Wiegert of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. And I'm joined now by Charlie Wiegert, the godfather of fantasy sports. He's a contributing writer for us this year. We're thrilled to have Charlie on on the podcast with us once again. If you want to read his work, his column is up every Saturday uh, at rtsports.com. You can read his work. He does a great job of getting you ready for the Week 9 games. Charlie, thanks so much for joining me again today. My pleasure, Jeff. Happy to do it. So, Charlie, we're going to jump into Week 9, talk about the season a little bit, and also talk about the Week 9 games and some targets for you and games you're avoiding, all that good stuff. But I wanted to talk about Baker Mayfield first and the Browns passing game. It's just been a disaster this year. A lot of people had huge hopes for him. I wanted to know from you, do you think there's any shot of him turning around at any point the rest of the season? Yeah, I think there is. Um and his schedule has not really helped him a whole lot. It's been tough so far, and uh, but it does get better. He's got Denver this week at Denver, which might be okay. It'll be a little bit better than what it's been in the past. But more importantly, he's got Rashad Higgins returning, and you know, so that gives him three quality receivers to go to along with Beckham and Landry. So I, I kind of look upon uh, having the weapons there, and he's got. You know, the great running back in Chubb, he's got Hunt coming back. You know, I, I, I think the Browns are actually a team, even though they only got two. You know, I can see them winning maybe four of the next six. After after this week at Denver, they get the Bills, and then they got the Steelers, the Dolphins, and then the Steelers again. So those are some winnable games and some teams whose pass defense isn't quite as tough. So I'm expecting to see big things for Mayfield and, and and the Browns, and I think if you're looking for trade targets, maybe some of those guys are good to go after at this point. All right, another question for you. A.J. Green, he's set to come back, it looks like, probably week 10 is what they're talking about. Now he's got a rookie quarterback thrown to him in Ryan Finley. Do you think he can make a fantasy impact the rest of the way, Green? And did you happen to stash him in your leagues hoping for that impact? Yeah, no, fortunately I didn't stash him in any leagues. I I thought about it and uh, tried to get him in a couple leagues, and some people liked him more than I did, so they got him before I did. But I think the fact that he didn't get traded this week really kind of hurts his value. And, you know, not that the Bengals are going to start Ryan Finley in place of Andy Dalton, and he's got a rookie quarterback that he has no history with. You know, it's a winless team. Um, Why? I got to ask myself, why would he be looking forward to coming back and playing for this team? You know, it was up to him. I, I think he'd try to stay hurt until about week 16. 
But um, he, he's a professional, and uh, if he does come back, he'll try to make an impact. But um, I'm going to be surprised if he's going to be back after the bye and he's going to play in Week 10. I, I think he uh, he might see the writing on the wall and think, it might be better to have my back with me for another couple of weeks, though. So David Montgomery is another guy kind of along Baker Mayfield. Hasn't been quite as disappointing, shown some flashes, but just hasn't gotten consistent work. But last week he had 27 carries. Do you think uh, he finally starts getting the bulk of the work in Chicago and starts being that back that everybody hoped for before the season starts? Yes, I do. I, I, I like Montgomery. Um, uh, he's got Philly this week, which is a team that's really not good against uh, against passing. They can stop the rush, so I'm not expecting a big thing rushing-wise, but he might catch some passes out of the backfield. But then, you know, the, the few weeks after that, uh, he gets Detroit, who's the sixth-worst rushing defense. Then he gets the Rams, who are kind of mediocre. Then he gets the Giants, that are the fourth-worst rushing defense. And then he gets Detroit again. Um, and then in the playoff weeks, he gets Dallas, Green Bay, and Kansas City, and uh, who's the fifth-worst rushing defense. So he's got, you know, really bad rushing defensive teams coming up and for the next five weeks. So I expect to see a lot of carries out of him. I, I think Chicago will try to exploit that and try to run him as much as he can. So I think he's going to be a, a a number one running back here for, for four the next five weeks and a good guy to have in your lineup if you, if you can play him. So the trade deadline's approaching a lot of fantasy leagues. Uh, you actually just talked about Baker Mayfield and some of the Browns and maybe some targets for you to by low, how about some players you're selling high on? Maybe some guys you think have already reached the peak of this year, and you want to get rid of them. Yeah, the, the, the one the one guy I, I and I actually pulled the trade off in in a in a league yesterday, uh, and and uh, traded Devonte Freeman, um, and I traded him along with uh, Westbrook, and um, and got back um, uh, Robbie Anderson and and uh, the running back from Miami. And, um, and part of the reason for doing it is I looked at Devontae Freeman's, uh, um, how he's doing so far this year, but more how Atlanta's doing. And Atlanta's schedule from here until the end of the year, they're playing against teams that are 37 and 22. So I, I don't look for Atlanta to do a whole lot better. I look for them to be struggling. Uh, I look for Matt Ryan to be passing the ball a lot. I look for him for playing from behind. So I don't see Freeman getting the chance to really run the ball a lot. Um, I saw that he almost traded him to Detroit and then didn't pull the plug here yesterday. So uh, he, he's a guy that, that if you can move him, uh, that makes sense to do it. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, if you're looking for a running back to bring back that people might be forgetting about here, it's Le'Veon Bell. And uh, the Jets schedule – uh, against the remaining teams is 19 and 47, and and uh, while the Jets haven't been that good, it's uh, it bodes well for Bell to be able to um, uh, get the ball and get a lot of carries. You know, he gets Miami this week, so I look for maybe his best week of the year this week coming up against the Jets. So if you're going looking for him to trade, not going to do it before this week's game, but you know. Uh, we're, we're half the year in now. We're half, we're half the year, eight games. He didn't play at all last year. He should just be rounding in the form for him to be a, a number one running back from here throughout the, the rest of the year. So let's jump into the week nine games now, Charlie, and uh, 
talk about some waiver wire targets for this week. Anybody out there that you were looking at to grab for your team? Anybody you suggest to the listeners out there? Yeah, I actually I actually put some waiver claims in a couple of my leagues, and the the one guy that I picked up was uh, Alexander Madison, the running back from from Minnesota, and um, he, he's a guy that in certain situations you use him as, as a flex, like this week against Kansas City. Um, you know, you can very well play him. His value comes with Dalvin Cook going down, and so you don't know if that's going to happen. But you know, if you've got room on your bench. Uh, he, he's a guy you want to put up and hold on to uh, in case Cook does go down. Then he'll have really big value. Um, Danny, Danny Amendola on the, on the Detroit wide receiver uh, should have a big week this week against Oakland. He probably looks to be one of the best wide receivers that are out there on most waiver wires. Another guy I picked up this week was Taylor Gabriel. Uh, I, I look for Chicago to have a, a good week against Philly and their bad passing defense. So there's a chance that, that he might put up some nice points for you. And another guy who I picked up in the trade this week, Mark Walton, uh, he gets the Jets this week. And um, uh, with with uh, Drake gone now, uh, you got to figure Miami's going to run him and, and look see how good he's going to do so that so that he gets a chance to see what he can do. My, my sleeper waiver pick for you this week is to go after the Indianapolis defense. Um, they get Miami in week 10 next week. So uh, most people have caught on to the idea that you want to pick team that's going against Miami and playing with your defense if you're streaming. So you don't have the luxury of being able to wait until that week to go after them anymore. You almost have to do it the week before. So uh, this is the week in the defense that you have them for Miami next week. So, Charlie, in your column every week, it's a great feature you do, I think, that you, you look at games that you think will be high scoring and games you think will be low scoring. I think it's good to look at, especially when you're doing DFS or just have those marginal fantasy plays and you're trying to decide between a couple guys. I think it's a it's a great feature in your column. So I wanted to ask you, how about some games you're targeting this week for from a fantasy perspective, some high scoring games? What do you think what do you think is going to be the high scoring ones? I, I have a... I've started accumulating good versus bad teams, and and it's basically based on their record. The, the teams who haven't won any games have only won one. The teams who are undefeated or or only have one or two losses. The only good versus bad game this week is Buffalo against Washington. And so um, I, I look for, I look to uh, try to get on to Buffalo players if you can. Um, I, I, I like Josh Allen and uh, in his opportunity, I like some of the wide receivers on on Buffalo and, and even their two running backs. You know, the the fact that uh, Singletary and, and Gore are both sharing uh, carries doesn't help you a whole lot. You'd like to have one just get it, but this is one of those weeks where both of them could probably put up pretty good weeks. Um, a highlight game this week, and it, it happens on Thursday night, you got San Francisco playing against Arizona. And, and as people have been following, Arizona is really, really bad against uh, against tight ends. So this should be the week that Kittle gets a chance to show why he's one of those number one tight ends this week. And I expect him to, to shine in this game. Um, Seattle gets a, gets to go against Tampa Bay. They, they got the highest line of the week of 51 out there. Wilson should have a really big week. Uh, Detroit's at Oakland. And, and again, Stafford should have a big game against Oakland. Their, their overrunner was 50 and a half. And uh, Minnesota gets to play at Kansas City. 
they got an over-under 49. I don't know if that was before or after they've announced Mahomes will or will not play, but if Mahomes plays, it should be a real shootout. And the guy who should probably have the big game there for Minnesota is Dalvin Cook running against a, a rather weak uh, uh, San, uh, Kansas City rush defense. So those those are the games I'm kind of targeting and I expect big things to happen from them. So how about on the flip side, Charlie, any games you're you're looking to avoid this week you just don't want any part of? Yeah, and, and uh, well, the first one is, is I don't want anything to do with Arizona Thursday night against San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco looks like they're for real, so – uh, the running back situation in Arizona is already pretty bad, with with both Johnson and and uh, um, uh, oh, who, who's the the kid that's been playing here? That uh, Chase Edmonds. Yeah, Chase Edmonds. So uh, neither one of them are probably playing to hurt. They just brought in uh, Drake from from Miami. I'm not know how many how many plays he's going to get. I, I, if I was them, I wouldn't be looking forward to too many because the 49er defense is pretty rough. The other game that kind of bothers me, and, it, and it's New England and Baltimore, and it, it should be a really interesting game. It's a battle of two pretty good teams. They're playing in Baltimore, so it might help them a little bit. Uh, New England's defense has been so good that um, it makes it hard to want to play any of the Baltimore players against them. And you know, you're never quite sure what New England team shows up on offense or which players are going to do the best. So it's, it's a tough one to try to be able to pick. I, I know in the one league that I have, uh, I, I have uh, uh, the Baltimore quarterback in, uh, in Jackson, I'm probably going to sit him this week and play the Buffalo quarterback, Allen, instead, because I think there's a better chance that he puts up a big game against Washington and Jackson does against New England. So before I let you go, Charlie, I, I got to ask you about maybe some under the radar plays for Week Nine. Maybe some sleepers out there. Maybe a couple guys you can give our listeners you think could surprise in Week Nine. Yeah, in, in addition to the, you know Le'Veon Bell going against Miami and Robbie Anderson's got a nice matchup in the Jets game against Miami, mainly because Miami's probably one of their best players, cornerback Avion Howard. I uh, just went on the IR, so he's lost. So Robbie Anderson has a chance to really light him up this week and put up some big points. Um, and he's the guy that I just picked up in the trade that I made this week, so I'm going to have him in my lineup. Um, Derrick Henry gets uh, gets a go against a really bad Carolina rushing defense. They've given, given up the fifth most points to running backs this year. And uh, I think he's in a good spot, could be a good sleeper this week. Uh, same goes for Taylor Gabriel going against that bad Philly defense. I think he has a chance to to, uh, to shine and, and uh, maybe put up wide receiver one numbers instead of wide receiver two. Awesome stuff, Charlie. Really appreciate you joining me on the podcast once again. You can read all of Charlie's stuff on rtsports.com. You can read his column that goes up every Saturday morning or sometimes late Friday as well. So it's out there before the game starts to help you get ready for your games. And, Charlie, I appreciate you joining me once again. Really really great stuff today. Always happy to do it, Jeff. Thanks. And that was my interview with Charlie Wiegert of Real Time Fantasy Sports. You can read his column every Saturday at rtsports.com. And I want to thank Charlie for joining me on the podcast this week and helping you get ready for week nine of the fantasy football season. And I want to thank all of you for listening to another edition of the Real Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. This has been Jeff Power, Senior Writer for Real Time Fantasy.